The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. With me, as always, who's laughing at my my opening phrase, and I say another exciting episode. They're all exciting. I wasn't even laughing. (laughs) We heard the chuckles. Matt Keogh. Matt, how we doing today? Don't put my name with this. Don't associate me. (laughs) Matt is so proud of the show. For some reason, I was just like thinking, I was like, holy cow. Like I remember when this idea was pitched to me. And like I'm looking at it now, I was like, what? I do this every Tuesday. Absolutely. Listen, I I was like, all right, let's do the episode. You came on. I remember after the first episode when we had you, Dan, and Connor on, yeah. and you just after that, you know, you looked at me. You were like, dude, if you ever do, you need a co-host. Do you ever, <laughs> you know, if you ever want me to do it? Little did you know, little did, know. Little did you know that you'd be <laughs> stuck with me every Tuesday for. Uh, it feels like forever. <laughs> it feels like we've been doing this a few years now. I know. I was driving here today, and I was like figuring it out, like. I was, you know, thinking about life because I'm 24 and I'm not saying that's old, but, you know. You better not be saying that's old. No, but like, no, but like people are like my age and stuff are like, you know, you're getting married you're, you're, and stuff like that. And then I was thinking in my head, I was like, do you think I'll like, do, do you, do you in your head think, okay, like now I'm married, like I'm like in a different chapter of my life or do you just keep acting the same way that you are and you just happen to just keep progressing through life? My wife will tell you that I keep acting the way that I've been acting and that I'm like a perpetual like 15 year old that just, you know, still needs her to like make my bed and clean up the room and everything. Right. Um, I'd like to say that I I mean, I got married this past June. So we're looking at what, like seven months, whatever, eight months. Um, I mean, granted, I should have been married to this woman a long time ago. I mean, we were only living together for going on eight years. I think this October we had been living together eight years, and yeah, we're only married married eight months. Yeah, so you know, um, I'd like to think over the course of our relationship, you know, I grew, started thinking, you know, more long term stuff, more like future stuff, more like, all right, what are we going to do when we're ready to retire? What are we going to do when we're ready to move? That's fair. Um, Sarah's in college now. and she's doing really well. Dean's list for semester. I got to brag a little Where bit about she that. At Brockport, Syracuse, Syracuse. Sarah's in Syracuse. Uh, she made the dean's list her first semester, so super proud about that. Um, she's in biology, bio, sounded out bi- biology, biomedical, something, something wow. biology. Uh, but she's rocking it there. Um, but yeah, I think definitely. I think once I hit my forties. I'm 41 now, but once I hit my 40s, I think that's for me when it really, it it really just started. You know, I started thinking more of pensions, more 401ks, more long term. More, am I putting enough in this? Putting enough in that? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, in my 20s, it was just kind of, all right. Let me. Uh, where's my? I mean, I was doing a lot of subbing there, and even my other jobs. It was just, all right. Do I have enough money to? 
do I have enough money to buy the things that I want now as right. opposed to into the future? I don't know. I just see my, like, I feel like the inside head person of me, inside head, inside person of me in my head, like, <sighs> looks the same, but then I look on the outside and all the stuff that I'm doing, and I was just like, I'm an adult. Like, But, like, <laughs> on the inside, like, I don't see myself as that, but it's like... I am an adult, like, and I don't know if that will ever change. Like, what, like, 10 years down the road, I'm married, and, like, in my head, I'm just, like, I see no difference from now until then. But that's just it. I think that's, I don't think we really, and we're getting really super philosophical, or philosophical, philosophical. We're getting philosophical. We're getting really philosophical <laughs> to start the show here. We're, we're, we're coming in hot philo- uh, philosophically there you go. today. Um, no, I think that's with everybody, though. I think you... I think other people are like more prone to notice the changes that you make as opposed right. to you. For you, it's just like I, I, I don't think you even I don't think as people we don't even realize the changes we make, but others who know us best will see, dude, you've really grown or yeah. dude, you haven't grown at all. It's hard to be self aware of just what you're doing throughout the day. You're just you're just doing stuff and then you look back and you're just like oh, <laughs> like what what? <laughs> Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, what have I done? And I mean, like, I definitely know some people who are, like, already, like, in their head. They're like, oh, there's a clear distinction between me, like, three years ago and me now. And I'm just like, I don't know. (laughs) All I know is, like, I'm one step closer to, I don't know, retiring. And I haven't even, (laughs) and I'm, like, right at the beginning. Now, speaking of, like, not even at the beginning of the career, you are doing your observation hours with a, can we call her a friend of the show, uh, Miss Megan Smith over a at Agri Show? Sh- a friend a, of the a show. Guest. Hey, you, <laughs> I don't understand. I looked at her, and I was just like, why am I the mediator between you and, like, she, he has your number. Like, and, and, and Megan from Wheatfield, and uh, we love her over here, but Matt's working with her, and what was it, two or three days ago where you'd send me, Megan says this, and I'd send you, well, tell her I said You started it. I did not, did I start it? You started it. I told her, and then she told me, text him back this, and then you did, and then I I was like, why am I doing this? Like, why don't you two just text each other? Oh, because I asked her about getting Ken Dorsey on the show. (laughs) Right. And then that led the whole thing. I was just like, what do you mean, like? And then it was just trash talking. It was, well, my jumper is going to beat your jumper. We're tell her East is going to beat Wheatfield. Yeah, which and I was like, which I have absolutely no stake in any of this conversation to begin with. So, <laughs> so like, it's hard for me to be like, teach me your wisdom. Also, Larry says this. Like, now, how is it? How has it been working with her though? Oh, fine. She's she's a riot. She's great. I she is. I didn't know how connect like how. Like how much she actually does there? She does a lot there. She's like really like entwined with everything. I mean, cross country coach, outdoor track and field coach. Um, the only reason she doesn't do indoors because they don't have an indoor team, right? Um, I mean, with uh, you know her kids going there, I'm sure she does a lot for you know different stuff there. Oh yeah, and but like her with like the little kids are are great, and and the two people that she works with too are great too. The entire phys ed staff is good there, and it's <laughs> the first day I walked in. She's like, "You're gonna have so much fun here." <laughs> oh, absolutely! <laughs> now, awesome. this isn't your student teaching. This is just no, observation hours. Well, this is leading up to my student yeah. teaching, so I'm there student next teaching. semester. Are you go- so you're going to be actually student teaching with her next semester? Then, yeah, for the first half. 
Oh, very nice. Yeah, so I'm basically there until like middle of late October next year. Oh, okay. Well, do you are you do you have any other observations like that you're doing other places? Oh, sweet. Yep. So I'm there for a good while. So like I like that because I get to like entwine myself with the kids more. Absolutely. And then you'll have a secondary or they give you an elementary. No, secondary. I'll have a secondary student teaching, which I don't know that part yet, but that's after my first half. Sweet. Speaking yeah. of uh, Niagara Wheatfield, in two weeks, on March 1st, I believe he's coming in, we've got uh, um, another teacher at Niagara Wheatfield, a good friend of mine, Rob Udy, uh coaches tennis over there. So we'll have him talk a little tennis with Rob Udy next week. Uh, we've got another um, uh, another person I teach with, um, Frank Cunningham. He's going to come in next week, um, and he's going to uh, – I work with him over at Grabby R's, and he's got a new podcast coming out called Allergic to Idiots. And I'm telling you, when I'm excited about a new pod, this is going to be fantastic. It's the first episode he's doing about cancel culture. Oh, yes. Which is going to be awesome. Oh, Um, yes. I'm hoping he's already asked me to be a guest on that. I'm going to hopefully be a guest on that. And I believe he's going to be recording it sometime next week. Oh, So that will be coming out soon. Um, Here? He's going to be recording here. Nice. Um, So that's going to be coming out soon. So, But he'll be coming in with us next week on Tuesday to talk a little bit about uh, Section 6 wrestling, high school wrestling. He's coached at uh, St. Joe's. Um, his brother, also a big wrestler. I don't know if his brother's going to be able to come in or not as a guest, but, um, uh, Mr. Frank will as well, or uh, will come in and, um, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm actually really excited. We're trying to get him to come in today, but, uh, listen, he's a busy man. Yeah. He's got his hands in everything, but, um, so we're, we're able to get him in next week and, um, we're going to go from there. So we've got our next two weeks booked. I love tennis. Really? I big tennis player? No. Not a big <laughs> tennis player, but I'm good at tennis. But I don't play tennis. Okay. Which leads me into like the one thing I wanted to talk about today, which was the the like what do you, in your personal belief do you think creates so like you know, an athlete plays a certain sport and they keen they're keen to that sport. But you know like those just those one those certain kids that like can go into any sport not even if they play it and somehow just dominate it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm not, and this is not trying to toot my own horn at all, but like tennis, I never played organized tennis before. And Mike Myers, who coach like does tennis and stuff, like would always say is like, why, like, did you play at Clarence? And I said, no, <laughs> because like, if, like just stuff like that comes instinctual, like for certain people, I don't understand that. Do you think it's because they're just, just them expressing or like, exercising their athleticism through their sports playing can lead into other sports. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, first of all, I think there are some people that are just naturally athletic regardless of the like sport. Like a blanket athletic. Yes. Okay. Um, now there are certain people that are just, they, you know, they'll excel at other sports, right. but they'll still be at least average at most or all sports. Like they're just naturally gifted. Like if you give them a golf club, show them the basics of the swing, they'll be able to pick it up rather quickly or right. tennis or whatever the sport is. So I think there are definitely people that are more prone to pick it up. Um, and then there are just people that are just genetic freaks 
yeah, where that's, you that's facts that you just no matter you give them like a quick crash course and they're gonna dominate the sport. Yeah, um, maybe not at the pro level, but they're just gonna they're gonna be the best person you know in the gym, the best person on the court, the best person wherever. It's so weird. It's, it really it's is. It's weird, but it's cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like I was always told, and even just growing up, Bo Jackson seemed to be one of those athletes. Yeah, he played ba- baseball and football. Baseball, football. If he didn't have that horrible hip injury in yeah. the Raiders, he probably would have had another five, ten more years at the running back position. But um, he, I mean, you saw those the the Bo Nose commercial. Yeah. I mean, he just seemed. Apparently, he's like a great archer. Like just he's he seems to be one of those guys. Deion Sanders seemed to be another one. He was another yeah. football, baseball player where you just, you, hey, go do this, and they'll go do it at a dominant level. I've, yeah, but, like, I feel like age has something to do with that, too. What do you mean? Like, get better with age? No, or if, if anything, get worse with age. So in the sense of, like, I, I, I it's because I'm still in school. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about, like, so this past class we were talking about you know how like training like your eyes and stuff especially like with like seeing certain things you'd have to if you see one thing like in like one of those like therapist blotches if somebody needs to tell you to see the other so you can train your eye to flip between the two and so look at michael jordan for example fantastic baseball player right he trained his entire body to be a stimulus or to be stimulized towards basketball so when he quit and when did he play baseball? Like age wise, uh, like early thirties, early to mid, maybe like thirty three, thirty four. I think. Okay, so by that point, his body was already too past the point where he could train himself. That's why he sucked at baseball. He couldn't hit a ball. He he, his body couldn't retrain itself. Yeah, but he was also, if you look at it, and um. He was also built though for a basketball player. He like, was like training wise, just just muscle. He like, was in general. he was also really tall. Therefore, his strike zone was very was, yeah very wide. But I don't, I don't like. I mean, obviously, and then there's like people like Boja. Like I think maybe certain sports too, you could pick up better. Like wow. certain sports would translate over. Yeah, like certain sports translate better, and then like maybe if you're getting older, certain sports might be easier to pick up on than others. Very true. Because they require different types of skill, like bowling. Most people can you can go pro in bowling in your forties if you really needed to. Yeah. Well, I don't know about like you mean just pick it up as a cold sport and like no, but I mean so like, I'm or you mean like just have a prolonged year or prolonged career where you can you can prolong it very like because bowling there's a lot of I don't know I don't follow bowling that much but I've seen some old bowlers out there. Yes. Oh, absolutely. There are bowlers that are in their 30s and their 40s. Um, Pete Weber's one that comes to mind where he, I think, was bowling well into his 50s. Yeah. Um, and at a at a very high level. Yeah, um, I could do. But um, so as far as prolonged career, yes. But I don't think, um, like, just to say, you know, I'm 40 years old. All of a sudden, I'm going to join the Pro Bowlers Tour. No. I, I don't w- think you'd have enough time to, no, to get that. I, no. No, 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 no. I dude, I just I just got my curl in bowling. <laughs> little hook on there? Not a little, a lot. <laughs> like I two hand it. Oh, you do a little. Uh, well, I don't two. I two handed up until I throw it. 
two hand up until you throw yes, it. Yes, I know how that sounds. I hold it with two hands. Yes. Just my fingers and not the thumb. So okay, I'm yeah. palming it. And then I hold it until I pull it back and then it's one handed and then I get the ball I get the curl. I don't okay. throw it two handed for for the lead up walk up lead I up. have it. Okay. Because I am so deathly afraid of, like, the way I hold the ball. If I went back, out it goes. So out of safety. out of No, out of, like, safe, like, myself from embarrassment. <laughs> like, I dro- like, I practiced this past Sunday, and it happened so bad that, like, it, I juggled it in my hand and then regained it. <laughs> and they're like, did you catch that? It was like, I didn't catch it. I just didn't drop it. Now, did you ever have those embarrassing where you do that the backswing and the ball just Yeah. Drops? Oh, yeah. That's like my biggest fear. Oh, I've, I've had that happen. Now, I used to coach bowling. This was my f- first year coaching bowling, second year coaching bowling. But I, early on, we had a kid, bigger kid, um, and had like a huge backswing. Real early on, but like first year bowler when I got him. And one of his first practices, and I have never seen – Anybody to this day do this, and I don't think I will ever see anybody again. Like, he has a huge backswing, and on his up part of the backswing, he let go or the ball came out of his hand, and he hit himself in the head with the bowling ball. Like, if I didn't see it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it. Now, thankfully, the kid didn't get hurt at all. He just kind of like, you know, it was more or less like a, a glancing blow. And, of course, when it hit the lanes, you heard the big th- – and everybody looked over. But even I had to ask him, like, Aaron, did you hit yourself in the head with the ball? And he's, like, laughing, like, yeah. <laughs> like, are you okay? Yeah. But I've never seen – I mean, he had, like, the big Fred Flintstone backswing. Yeah, like on the tiptoes. Let's, like, what's your opinion on, like – so I bowl recreationally. Okay. I don't plan on ever joining. Like the the closest thing I join to like a league is like a couples beer league. Like not any not any high stakes. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. Just out there for fun. Correct. So my girlfriend, who you've met, and her brother were both on the bowling team back when they were in high school. So they have their own balls, and they also like know how to read the lane and like oh the strike shot like the different calls like what you gotta do now do they bring their spare ball and everything with them no they don't they only have one each but they talk about wanting to get in like stuff like that so i go bowling with them and her brother is her brother almost bowled a 300 last week actually (laughs) um and like he he he's strong enough to get like really that like curl and that power behind it and then he started practicing two-handed so like he's he does that and then she is like she's getting back into it but anyways like they both have like a curl and they kind of know what i walk up there just just regular lane ball maybe like the size that an 18 like a 15 year old girl would use that's the best of fighting the lane ball but like nope too big nope too wide nope can't yeah, yeah. not heavy enough nope <laughs> so so i find one maybe it's like less and stuff until they finally got me one that was my size but like one that's like super light because it's the only one that fit my fingers <laughs> and like i'm just bowling it regularly straight down the middle and to be fair, like my first game doing that, I bowled a one eighty eight. I don't, right. I don't. And then, 
<laughs> and they're like, you got to get your hook shot. So eventually I found how to throw my hook. But do you think it's really necessary for like a person who's recreationally bowling to care that much? Um, like, like, as if, no, I mean, if you're out there just, you know, you're out there in like a, uh, I'm guessing like a mixed couples league yeah, or something yeah. like that. No, it's like, Hey man, also the way I do it doesn't look pretty, but it works. Cause I can get, <laughs> and, and, and especially with that, like in a league like that, I'd be looking at like, like I'd rather bowl like a 180, 190. I don't care how ugly it is, yeah. as opposed to trying to learn it the right way. But I drop down to like a one forty or a one fifty. But I'm doing it correctly, and I'm doing the this, the that. But like no, my scores now. If I was in high school, like a freshman or seventh grade, eighth grade, and I wanted to get into bowling, right? Yeah, I don't care. My I know my scores are going to drop significantly until I get the correct form, the correct everything. Then they're shooting way up. But no, if yeah. I'm in a mixed league with my wife and <laughs> we're just and I'm obviously, you know, I'll be competitive and try to win. I'm going with the way that I can bowl a 180, 190. I don't care if I have to granny style it like two hands down the lane between, you know, <laughs> one, two and just granny style it. If that gets me a 300, hey, I'm doing it. I actually did that, too. <laughs> like, so when I was bowling, not pretty, I would bowl it. And if I got like a couple pins left. I would just go up there and just roll it. And every time I got a spare, like, <laughs> like that was like my thing. And then I started bowling the right way and I didn't break a hundred. Really? Yeah. Cause it, and especially when I would coach, I'd have kids in high school where they'd come in with like a one thirty, one forty average. And I'd be like, no, 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 we got to get you the proper steps The you know, the four step approach, the backswing, everything's got to be timed up. And their first couple games would be 80, 75. Like, coach, I'm doing – no, I'm going back. Like, just relax. By the end of the year, though, they'd be 160, 170 bowlers. (laughs) But, again, they're looking for long-term. Next year, you want to see more improvement. Next year, you want to see more. I'm just happy to bolt break 100 every game. Oh, my gosh. I love bowling, though. Then your forearm kills the next day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's it's, – I couldn't open doors. Bowling, everybody talks about consistency, consistency. Bowling, I feel like, is the epitome of consistency. If you can find a consistent shot, and I know that's not the only thing with bowling. you got to know how to read the oil patterns, find new lines, this and that. But if you can find, like, a nice, consistent shot, you're going to be a great bowler. I'm consistent. I just... I used to like I used to bowl. I used to bowl. I had my own ball. Oh, I grew up bowling. I mean, my dad was a big bowler. We would go out to Frontier Lanes in, yeah. in Newport. Uh, I don't even know if that if it's still called Frontier Lanes anymore or if it's I something don't else. Think so. I I I bowl where the Frontier team bowls. The Frontier or practices. Oh no, this would be Newport bowls out there. So it would be, um, it would be out in Newport. That's okay. where. Um, as far as Frontier, I don't know where they bowl. They bowl, if I'm correct, they bowl out in Orchard Park. That sounds about right. I would assume that's the closest bowling alley. Or Hamburg area, that area. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's another thing. Bowling just seems to be dying out in general. Nah, you'd be surprised. I mean, I mean, a lot of high I know by the time oh. when, I, when I coached at West, by the time I stopped coaching there and switched to indoor, I think we were down to like maybe 
four or five. Like, we were struggling to put a girls team together. And our guys' numbers were okay. I think we had seven or eight. But, I mean, we were, you know, we had to, we had to struggle to find a solid starting team yeah. for both guys and girls. Well, uh, my, my one buddy for his birthday, he wanted to go bowling on a Friday night. <clears throat> like, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, and I said, hey, man. You should really reserve a lane for open bowling because leagues are still a thing. Oh, yeah. And, like, he was like, no. It was like, bowling's not that big anymore. Where'd you go up to transit? Yeah. Lo and behold, you can't get a lane. (laughs) Oh, if it's league night, yeah, you're not going to Well, it was a Friday night at 9 o'clock. Isn't that like moonlight bowling or whatever? Well, no, that's midnight. Like, 9 o'clock, like, that's when open bowling starts again. And they're like, yeah, it's like a two-hour wait. He was like, I didn't know so many people liked bowling. And I was like, bro, bowling, <laughs> like, yeah, like maybe not at the school level, but as a recreational thing, it's still huge. I think, like, it's it's one of those things where you've, all right, you go to the movies, you've tried, like, every, especially on a date. Like, you've tried everything else, and it's yeah. like, hey, hon, you want to go bowling? And yeah, I haven't done that in like five years, six years. Yeah. Like, just let's go. Yeah, it's kind of one of those. All right, we've tried everything else. Let's go bowl. Our th- my, me and my girlfriend's thing is we like to go Sundays, like in the afternoon, because nobody goes Sunday afternoon. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, the football games. Well, right, but I mean, like, still, like, <laughs> I nobody goes except Very for like true. little little kid birthday parties. <laughs> Where they put out the uh, the bumpers or the yep. the bumpers like this bowling alley that we go to has like the rail that like that you just l- yeah like, like yeah that. I mean like that alone like I feel like that's more like more hard like more difficult than regular bowling because you, you have to line up like your 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 thing yeah I see I used to love the original bumper where they would like put like the the big things down the thing and then like like fill them up with air or whatever they put oh, yeah. in them where they they're if the ball hit they actually bounced out oh did you ever go duck pin bowling no um i've seen it though um it's hard my uh my stepdad when we were kids would uh told us about it or whatever and we didn't go there was one place the only place that we could find was like in canada yeah i wasn't that interested in it but in the backyard like in our driveway we would set up um uh, because i think it's what is it five pins or eight pins Something like that. They're um, smaller. They're, they're like, smaller wooden, they're and they're thinner. Things, yeah. So we had, I forgot what we did, like wooden dowels or something, and we used a lacrosse ball. Yeah. Because it's a real small ball. Yeah. And we kind it's of played our version ball, of kind of. Yeah. yeah. It we, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> did you go actually go to a place, though? I've gone duck pin bowling before down in Maryland. And, like, the lanes are, like, super long. And the ball, like, it's a small ball, super long lane. Yeah, because it pretty much fits right in the size of your hand, yeah, isn't it? it's like a baseball. Yeah. And <laughs> and there's just little pins way down there. And the first throw I ever did went, like, six lanes that way. <laughs> just boom. And, like, it's a hard wooden ball on a hard wooden floor, so it bounces. It bounced. And it just kept bouncing. And I was like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> And I don't even think there's gutters in it. I don't know if there are or not. I don't. I don't think. Anyways, I was like, "This is stupid." Let's just go regular bowling. <laughs> like apparently, there's like three versions. There's bowling. There's like ten pin bowling. There's duck pin bowling, and something even smaller than that. I know there's. Um, and I didn't know this until I was playing in one. There's a. It's called a, a, a low tap or nine pin bowling or whatever. Where 
if you like on your first shot, you know how obviously ten pins is a strike. Yeah. In this though, if you get nine pins down, they consider that a strike. And they'll I remember I was doing a tournament out there um at the bowling alley in Clarence. Um Oh, in the hollow? Yeah. Oh, I really? forgot the name of the bowling alley, but but it's, like... it's in the hollow. And it was my cousin had invited me to the tournament, so it was a, a three or four man team. And I went up there and I took my first shot and I got nine, but the rack came down and cleared the pins off. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. It's my first shot. I didn't think anything of it. And it marked it as a strike. And me being the jerk, I was like, oh, okay. I just walked away. I was like, all right, I got a strike. And then I went up in the, the or two frames later, or two shots later, somebody else did the same thing. And I just looked and I'm like, wait a minute. I think our lane is broken. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what people are telling me. No, it's low tap. If you get a nine, it counts as a strike. Yo, sign me up. I'm like, all right, that's that's kind of cool. So technically, I could bowl a perfect game. Yeah, all you'd need is nine nine strikes or whatever. So I thought that was a that was a pretty cool thing. That was pretty cool. My my girlfriend's brother <laughs> created his own game where like you can only hit the seven and the ten pin. Oh yeah, we've done that in practice. Um, I forgot what I, we called that, but yeah, yeah, for practice you'll go, you'll do sevens and tens. I'm Low real, ball. Yeah, I'm really good at hitting a seven. Yeah, because that's how my curl works, apparently. Because I whip it too hard, and it catches and just and like right at the end, it really darts to the left. Yeah, and I can graze the seven pin all day. <laughs> but, but I don't want that. I want it to hit right in the pocket. Yeah, no, we call that low ball. We're tech- in in low ball. A perfect frame would be like you get the seven, get just the knock the seven over, yep. just knock the ten over, nothing else. Yeah. So you get a two. Yeah, and then he was like gutters are ten. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. It, it he it was great. I, I was he I outscored him bowling regularly. He scored like a seventy, and I scored an eighty six. <laughs> That's how bad my curl is. <laughs> So now, and one thing we did, did you ever do Baker style bowling? What's that? So that's, so you have like a regular five man team. Okay. Um, the person, like if you're first up, you would bowl the first and sixth frame. The second person would bowl the seventh and set or second and seventh frame. So your own, each person is only getting two frames. Wow. Yeah. Which is it, 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 a, it makes it go by faster and you're bowling another team. So it's your, it's five people bowling one game, 10 frames. That's it. So you really just, like I said, obviously you want your your best or more clutch bowler bowling the fifth and 10th frame, but you're also working on your teammates who are setting you up for all those other frames. I like that idea. Um, yeah, there's there's Baker-style tournaments. Really? Um, oh, absolutely. There's tournaments in it. I know in um, we would have, uh, we would do um, one when I was in the NFL uh, coaching Ken West, I think it was uh, our NFL tournament at the end of the year was a Baker style, and then there was also just a tournament with all other teams that was just purely Baker style. Wow. Um, and it really put a different spin on it, and it made it go a heck of a lot faster. True. Bowling, I mean, a heck of a lot faster. Bowling can drag on for yeah. a little bit. It's just like golf. That's why I bring a speaker. I do. I'm that guy with a speaker on a golf course. Now, do you blast the speaker? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let me rephrase this. I blast the speaker, but if, like, we pull up to a tee and another person's, like, teeing off, I'll turn it down. 
I'm not. Oh, I'm not an ass. But like, if I'm like out on the green, like out just somewhere, with nobody around me in the nearest vicinity, yeah, I'm turning that. I'm turning that up. <laughs> and I play whatever I want, whatever I want. Do and you it, take requests? Like, if people ever come by and say, "Hey, play this yeah, or oh, play yeah. that," and it's not just like a small little like. Bose speaker. No, it's like one of those gigantic things. You know it. Oh, I know. It's a huge thing. And the best part is if I go with three or more people, I have the cart to myself because I put my clubs on one side and I strap my other one in the back. (laughs) That's awesome. It's so cool. And, like, nobody's ever given me a problem with it. That's awesome. Golfing's something I've never got into have you golfed i have i i'll go to the driving range um so you haven't golfed golf oh i've golfed well i did the uh front nine i've never got i've never golfed an entire 18 i did the front nine um at a course i think it was in olean somewhere okay um my dad took me and i i don't know i think it was 13 14 somewhere early teens and I just did not like it at all. I remember my very first shot on a golf course. I was here. There was a tree like literally 180 degrees like from me. And I'm not joking. Probably like a good, I don't know, 10, 15 yards away from me. There's no way anybody should have been able to hit this tree. So I'm, And I first shot, I sliced it 180 degrees right into the tree. Like, right, I mean, I don't know. Even my dad looked at me, he's like, how did you do that? I don't know. I just swung. But I, we did the front nine, and that was about it. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I just, I it, it's just not my thing. It's just frustrating because it seems so easy. It's not. And it's not. Nope. Or, you know, even, and I'll get that where you're looking down, you swing you get your head up you're looking for the ball and oh yeah it's still on the tee that's my biggest problem is i put power behind my shots like that's just what i am (laughs) and steve taught me how to golf so you you can see how well that went (laughs) and and the best part is is he i can't drive i can't use my driver really Mm -hmm. so i use my my nine iron for teeing off. Okay. Wait, isn't the nine iron for like closer shots? I mean, the correct range for a nine iron is about 150. Okay. So I use my nine iron to tee off. The farthest I've hit my nine iron is 180. Okay. And I've outdriven Steve using a driver. <laughs> <laughs> I think my furthest, even just going to the driving range, I think my furthest, I don't know, I think I maybe have hit a 200-yard drive maybe once or twice, but I'd say I'm somewhere between, like, the 150s, 180s. I was never, not that I didn't have power, I just, I would either flub it or, like, I couldn't yeah. get underneath it, or then when I did get underneath it, it's going, like, uh, 30 yards in the air. Yeah. I took my buddy who's a baseball player golfing before. Now, you want to talk about, like, coaching. Try coaching a person, like, programmed to swing, like, with his arms bent through. Oh, yeah. 
like try to teach him golfing where I was just like, no, you keep your arms straight, you pull back straight, you hit. <laughs> It was so bad. Oh, yeah. It was like winding up like an actual baseball player. Oh yeah. Even Vicky, like Vicky's, a, Vicky's a pretty. My wife, she's a pretty good golf golfer. And um, I remember the first couple times going to the golf range with with her. She's like, "Nope, move your feet back. Nope, watch your club yeah. speed. Nope." See, and I, I'd be like almost lining it up like I'm hitting a uh, hockey puck. Yeah. Like with a hot, taking a slap shot. She's like, "No." You need to watch your front foot. You need to move. If you're driving, it's got to be here. Or yeah. If you're, Isn't if that you're so cool? With an iron, you got to be back here. And I'm like, man, I never thought of it. Yeah. Like, And it's the same way, you know, kicking a soccer ball. You don't want your foot too far up. You don't want your foot too far back. Right. If you're chipping it somewhere different, if you're passing, if you're striking. And I never thought about that for golf. Right. Ah, dude, I, I, I love just like the mechanics of sports and stuff that like you just don't think about. Like you're aiming with your feet in golf. Oh, yeah. Like wherever you stand, wherever your feet are like pointing, that's where you're hitting. You don't think that, but you're just like, you're going to go that way. Why? And then like also like, why do I hook right? It's because you lift up. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's like, yeah, that's that's why. And, you know, it's it's so Freaking cool. I love it. I love sports for that reason. <laughs> it is. And if you change like one small thing, it's it can do worlds, either worlds of damage or yeah. worlds of good. It's also like a mental thing, though. Oh, for sure. Because like playing, I played one 18 holes in my life. And like after like the ninth hole, I was so mentally tired that like I just couldn't hit. I couldn't concentrate correctly. And it's it's like even if like you're up there and like. If you go up there and you just swing it and do your thing and you have a great shot, you're like, that's amazing. And then you go up at the same time and, like, you think it's like, I'm going to do that again. You're instantly not going to because you're you're already screwed yourself for thinking that. Yep. Now, I was going to say, did you ever have – like, I know for for Kenmore, they always do the – they have, like, an end-of-the-year golf tournament or I know other places will have golf tournaments – whether it's uh, just an open anybody can come or if it's more of like, all right, you got to be a Kenton teacher or a Clarence teacher or whatever the association is doing it. Have you ever been in like like golf tournaments, like not so much for competitive, but just networking wise? Like it can be a great networking sport. I've never been in a, unless you cut the park camp one. <laughs> the Dan Myers Invitational, <laughs> yeah, that we only gold called maybe like two holes, which I still didn't understand how that was okay to like hit golf balls throughout a camp with kids walking around all the time. As long as you yell four, it's okay. Like, like I'm like up here, and I felt so bad because it's like I know this is before I golfed. I was like, I know nothing about golf. I hit this; it's gonna go who knows where <laughs> and how fast. Yeah, no, I've never golfed in an actual golf tournament before. I'd love to. I've heard they're actually pretty fun. I heard they're a lot of fun. And it depends. You have you have some that are obviously super competitive, ultra, you know, you, uh, you're playing for prestige, you're playing for a trophy, you're play- some you're playing for cash, but others are just... Hey, you want golf, have yeah. food at the end? Hey, absolutely. You know, we're we're golfing or we're, we're drinking with a little golfing in between. Yeah, exactly. Um, where they can get... They're just super fun. Or what are those called? Uh, what is it? A scramble or best ball or something where, like, um, like if, you, if you're golfing with a foursome or whatever, like, all four of you will drive oh, off. Oh, speed golf. Are you talking about speed golf? No. Like, like let's say we're partners. 
if I drive off, like say if I drive 150 off and you drive yours is 250, we're not using my ball. Oh, we're using yours because it's the I've furthest. Ne- I've never heard like, of that best before. ball or whatever. I've heard of speed golf, but I've never heard of that. Well, speed golf isn't that just you're just playing fast? Like you're you hit it, you run. You hit it, you run, and basically it's like who finished, who finished first with the lowest score. So, yeah, but what if you finished first, but you're you shot like ten, and the other person finished behind you, but they shot like four. So I think the whole actually yeah. So I think the whole point is like you're supposed to go fast while trying to also score low. So ultimately, you still want the lowest score. I think. Do you get like points shaven off if you like finish faster or something? I don't know, but I know that the world record for the speed is uh for is seventy six for eighteen holes. Wait a minute, they have a world record for yeah. speed golf for speed golf. I'm getting more uh, a drink over here. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 76 that he golfed 18 holes. Speed golf. 18 holes and 76 what? No, 76. Oh, was that was the, the score. Was score. Yeah, but I wonder how fast he was doing each each uh, hole though. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. Because I mean, if you're still doing it, if you're only you know going like maybe two or three minutes oh, off your time. Sorry, 65. 65. 65. Say how fast he completed the yes. course. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, uh, it happened in 2005. He shot 65 in 44 minutes. Really? Yeah. That sounds ridiculously fast. While carrying six clubs. Six clubs? That's all you use? Yeah. Or that's all he used, apparently? Yeah. I would assume he's got to have a putter in there somewhere. Probably. So I think the way it's calculated, because like it says like a speed golf score of 109.06, I think you take your shot, like your actual score that you shoot, plus your time equals your score. I was going to say. So it- 44 plus 65 is 109, and then like his score was, or his time was 44.06, so it's 109. Point point oh six. Yeah, I was gonna say there's got to be something if you're doing it with a speed implement. There's got to be something, something to do time. with the time. But he did that in forty four minutes and <laughs> shot sixty five. I was gonna say what's an like what's an average time for a round, like a regular round for just regular golf. Yeah, you're talking like what three four hours. Yeah, about well, so when I golf, it's about two hours for nine holes. Okay, so about two hours for the front nine. Or just nine, nine in general? Any nine. All right, so you're talking like four, probably four, four and a half hours maybe. Yeah. And think about that. You're doing that well on a golf cart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I always, I always like really rush things. Like I know golf is supposed to be like a leisure sport, but as soon as like I tee off, like I instantly have to go find my ball and boom, boom. <laughs> like I have to be done with this. Like I golf unintentionally like speed golf because like as soon as I start something, I got to finish it fast. Okay. But like in soccer and stuff, like I had a game last Wednesday and I didn't play like that. Like, like you just kind of took your time. I was dogging it, dude. <laughs> I, 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 did you guys I, win? Oh yeah. We won four to one. Okay. Um, my buddy almost scored a bike. On uh, Reed's Reed's kid almost scored a bike. Really? Yeah. It's fantastic. And um, 
I, what did he just like put it over the net? No, he put it to the left. Okay, but it was good. I tried a bike once. I got nowhere near the net. Uh, I did make contact with it, which I was surprised. It was one of those games we were up. I mean, it was a travel league game. We were up like I don't know four or five at that point. So I, I was being a jerk and just kind of you know crossed me the, and I tried it. I was just happy I made contact. Yeah. I was happy I made contact, and I was happy that I didn't, like, break anything on the way down. Did you make contact with your foot or your shin? Oh, no. I, I made contact with the foot. Okay. Um, it Like I said, it I don't think it went anywhere near the net. A, a, even an attempt on a bike is more impressive. Yeah. The landing w- wasn't wasn't so graceful, yeah, the landing for no, me. No, it sounded rough when he landed. <laughs> All right. Predic- so we play at Salins, and there's two fields like side by side each other. <clears throat> each field has a game going on. In this game last week, a whistle was blown. Not on our field, but the field next one. Oh no, I hate that. So the defenders stopped. And my friend Chris, who has been on here, and me and somebody else were attacking. But we stopped because we also thought, you know, the that same it was thing. Yeah. yeah. So it was clarified that it wasn't us. And we gave enough time for the defenders to, you know, reassociate themselves. And at, after that, Chris Therefore then stole the ball and then ripped a shot and got a goal. And the other team was like, that's dirty. That's like doesn't count. Like we didn't think the game was going on. And I was like, well, we what? We, we gave you a chance to reset. We gave you a chance to reset. And number two, like. How? What made us think that the game was still going on while you didn't? Like we were in the same situation as you. But didn't the referee at least give like a restart or say play on? Or well, the refs the refs designated that it wasn't ours, and and for like to Chris's defense, he backed off. Like he okay. wasn't he he stopped. <laughs> but anyways, he rips the shot, and I I yelled out like have it like take the shot. And you took the shot, and the girl, like, afterwards was, like, take the shot, like, mocking me and stuff. So I purposely ran right in front of her to go celebrate with Chris, like, purposely, <laughs> like, grazed in front of her. <laughs> That's – and we talked about this a little bit last week with uh, Hannah with just trash talking and taunting where there's just – and like you said, it could just be something that just irks you. There's been times where I'll just – I'll guard somebody or I'll just look up and be like – for no reason at all, just be like you know what I just I just don't like you. Yeah, and like you score or you give an assist or if they screw up, it's just you got to make sure that you give them a comment or be like, oh dude, that sucks. That's embarrassing. Yeah, dude. I lo- and I think my favorite part, I was dogging it, so I was up front, and the guy that was on me, like me, my guy, he was he was going down and like he was taking the ball and stuff, and he clearly was not concerned about me playing defense because like he could tell that I was like dogging it. So what my my mom will tell you that if I get like focused in on something, especially like in sports and stuff, like if I'm in the zone, like I, I get into it. So I I see that he's like writing me off basically. So I hauled it down and like while he was attacking and all I did all I did was put a little, like, I just put my shoulder, like, leaned in on him just a little from behind, and he just rocketed the ball to the right of the goal. Like, that's all I, like, I didn't 
put my foot in. I did nothing. I just made sure he knew I was right there. And, and that was it. So I come back and they're like, what are you doing? They're like, are you tired? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty tired. But that's where you make that run spread. Like, all right, I'm done. All right. I'm in. It's, it's over. It was like, I'm tired and I'm going to walk if I can. But I'm also going to just like come right behind you if you're if you're writing me off. <laughs> I remember one of the last years that I played, like, I guess you could say, like, competitive, competitive. I mean, I've played in, in some pickup games in adult leagues after, but I guess this would be, like, my last year that I played, like, um, higher competitively. Where it meant something. Yeah, like, higher competitively travel. And um, it was, I think I was 18, 19 years old or whatever, and um, I... No, it was sorry. It was the summer after my senior year of high school, so I I was would have been seventeen, eighteen, 18 yeah. um, going into that summer right before college, and you could tell after high school soccer, I didn't exactly keep up with my conditioning as well as I should have, and I, and I was kind of you know the whole year I just I almost felt like the. I felt like the 40-year-old guy playing with a bunch of 20-year-olds right. for no real reason. Like, everybody was my age, maybe one or younger, maybe one year older. I was, like, right in the middle um, of the average age range, but I felt like that old guy. Yeah. A lot of the guys on my team were, like, 17, 16. I felt like the old guy. And I remember one game, I think we were we were playing against Wilson, and I just, from from start to finish was like sprinting all over the field. Like I was just in one of those games where I wasn't going to get beat. I wasn't going to get this. If somebody beat me, I'm sprinting them down by the end of that game. And I played all 90 minutes. Yeah. My coach at one point tried to sub me out and I waved him off. I played all 90 minutes by the end of that game. I think I needed like oxygen. Like I needed somebody to like cart me off the field. Like I was dead. And I remember playing, I was playing with my cousin, Greg, um, on that travel league. And he looks, he's like, dude, what were you doing out there? I'm like, I don't know. I just felt like, and and you know how you get like in gym soccer where you get the the guy who's got to play up forward, then run back and play defense, then run over and play left mid and center mid. I was like that guy for whatever reason, and I never play like that, and I always yell at people that play like that because in soccer, yeah, you got to have conditioning, but if you play smart positioning, you're you're going to be fine. Right. But I was that guy for whatever reason. I just didn't want to lose, so I'm going to go cover back for a right defender. I'm going to cover for a left defender. I'm going to move up for a right mid. I, I was just all over the field that game. I feel like it's harder, too, especially like in like the, <clears throat> like the rec leagues and stuff where there's not that much organization especially for people who played soccer beforehand and like kind of understand the dynamics and stuff like i won't i will never tell you that i'm great at soccer because i'm not if anything i'm i'm i can hold my own on the soccer field but i'm not like the biggest playmaker out there like on the field if i was in goalkeeper i feel like i could get back into my thing but i was a mediocre field player and but like on the on the, like the a rec league team, obviously like <laughs> I'm more aware of things than some other people, so it's expected of me, especially playing with my friends who are way more skilled than I am. They're just like, 
oh, I know I can rely on Keo for doing something because I kind of can under. So, like, there's me, like, running down, like, sprinting down on an attack and then being like, I have to get back because nobody, because everybody's up to the, up to the freaking half, half yard, like, just like right there anyway. So I have to run back and mark people. And, but you, you get like those, like, you're tired, but then you get like those bursts of energy again. You and do I, that sprint, and then you're like, okay. and then like like you're tired, and you're just like, I don't wanna. And then like say like an attack's coming, and you're just like, I got this. I got like you, you, all of a sudden you do it, and I think there's like your body's like last, like, and then it's done. Like, after that, <clears throat> no, no. And, like and, and I feel like in those moments when you're really really tired, but you have like those those bursts of energy. That's like when you make like amazing things that you don't think you could do, <laughs> and then like as soon as it's over, you're just like. <laughs> yep. Now, did you ever have those rec leagues? I remember uh, after high school, I, I didn't play in college because of my knee and just that point was co- was coaching. But um, did you ever get in those rec leagues where you know you're there to have fun, but then you run across a team that is just taking it a little too seriously, which in turn makes you take it a little <laughs> too seriously yeah. where you know you go out there and in the first you get that one guy who's got to be the quote unquote gym class hero yeah. or thinks he's you know the next pele or uh, whatever oh yeah and um then you're just like if for me I'll just look up like okay this turned from a friendly game of soccer to now I'm going to go out there and just take that guy down right. or I'm going to go out there and I remember there was one game and again I was I don't know maybe 20 so uh, a couple years after, maybe a sophomore in college, and in a you know in a league, it was it was a league where, in fact, I think the only reason I joined this league was because there was a girl that I was kind of you know interested in. <clears throat> so don't worry, Vicky, stop listening to the shows. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I think that was the only reason I joined. But uh, it was always just you know. Ha ha, you know, pass here, pass right. there, maybe do like a step over or something to show that you still got it. But it was just whatever. And we go against this league of just hot shots and they come out. And so I was like, you know what? I, this no. is my chance. And then you become you become that guy where you're like not yelling at your teammates, but you're barking out orders oh, yeah. like, hey, play back, move yeah. up. And, and then at that point, you kind of get. Knowing me, I probably took it a little too far where maybe I had to apologize to some of my teammates afterwards because, like, dude, I just set you up twice. Get your foot on the ball. Yeah. And they're like, I'm, I just want a beer. I know. Yeah, I've had those, um, especially the team I actually just played. There's a couple. Like, this one guy, like, every time there was like a goal kick or like the opposite goal, like keeper was throwing it in or something. They would always call out the one part, like somebody, the person I was covering would always call out another person on his team. And the ball would always go to him. He wasn't the best player on their team. Anyways, I don't know why. So one time I went, the ball bounced, the ball's bouncing and I dove out cause I couldn't actually get there. Like, and I touched it with my foot to poke it towards him. And in turn of doing that, I wrecked that kid. Like, and like he, he's on the ground, and I come right back up and keep going off the ball. And he was just like, "I thought we're not supposed to do that in this kind of league." And I was just like, "I was, I got all ball, bro. I wasn't trying to get you. You just happened to be there." Um, and then the girl that I ran by and celebrated in front of with Chris 
later on, I set Chris up with this beautiful like pass. Like I get the ball and I instantly pass it to him right in front of the net, and it's like a one timer thing where he can rocket that right. <laughs> <laughs> that ball was going straight in the back of the net until her face got in the way. <laughs> oh, no. And it wasn't just like maybe like 10, 12 feet away. It was like maybe like three. <laughs> oh, no. So she got full force in the face. And it was just like that. Boom. <laughs> she, to her credit, she kept going and did not go down. But. My God, that ball had to go at least 65 miles per hour into her face. Oof. Oh, yeah. Like, a moving ball gets hit, right? Right. It was a sweet spot hit, too. Good for her. For good. Good she for her was for... a champ, but let's just say she didn't shake hands after the game. <laughs> but I did that in baseball, too. I, I clotheslined a kid legally. Wait. You clotheslined a kid legally yeah. in baseball. Yeah. How do you clothesline anybody in baseball, first of all, let alone legally? We um we were playing a Lou Gehrig team and they were this one kid was chatting up the entire time. You know how like in baseball, especially like if they're like the catcher, they're really gonna like chat you up. Oh yeah. So he was the catcher and he was really chatting us up, but he would also like chat up as he was going up to bat. And I had a history of when I was pitching that like if I was on, I was on, but if I was off, I would probably get taken off because i hit people by accident purely i had no aim i'd throw i'd throw hard and i'd throw fast and coach would say if you could just get your aim down you'd be a good pitcher but i can't so so poor people would always get hit and then i eventually get so anyways my team looks at me and says hit this kid and of course i can't hit a kid when i wanted to so I get taken out because I hit the kid before him and I hit the kid after him completely by accident. So they put me to second. Well, lo and behold, the kid's on first and the ball gets hit and I scoop it up on second. And and instead of, you know, touching the base, he's running me with my with my <laughs> mitt hand right into him and he hits the like he put his hands out too and i hit the hands back into him and he lands on the ground and my entire team is just like cheering me on and my dad was my coach and he was so mad at me so not only did you beam the kid with a baseball but then when he was running to second base you no, clotheslined him no 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 so it wasn't bad enough that you hit him with a pitch I didn't... you had to like finish him and like clothesline <laughs> like what finish him. I did You mortal combated him. I didn't hit him. I hit the one before him and the one after him. Everybody oh, so you closed line this kid to make sure he didn't feel left out. Well, he was the one no, he was the one kid everybody wanted me to hit cuz he was the one chatting up the team, but I couldn't. So he got on base and then I got taken off because I hit the kid after him. <laughs> so I was just like, well, I can't hit the kid with a pitch, so might as well I'll clothesline him. <laughs> oh, he got out. So I didn't get. There was no problem because he, he, I was I was out of the path of the runner, and I stuck my arm out, and he just happened to get hit with it. <laughs> Did he stand up and do anything or say anything? Or no, I we all just like people actually came out. Like people legit came over and started like congratulating me. <laughs> And we were still losing. Like we we lost the game, but that was a win. <laughs> because like, hey, kids shouldn't talk crap. Like, I'll put it, we put him in his place. And my dad got so mad at me, he sent me out for the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs>
That's fantastic. I don't even think he would remember it if I asked him, but I remember it. That was the proudest moment of and my how, life. And how, like, what age was this? Oh, gosh. I must have been, like, at least, let's see, I, I think I was a freshman in high school. Oh, okay. So it's like, oh, it's not like, I'm thinking like maybe Little League. Like, <laughs> like T-ball? Like, yeah, like nine, ten-year-olds, something no, like that. No, I think I was at least a freshman. In, maybe maybe a year before that. <laughs> so you're at most like eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I saw my opportunity. Oh, uh, Speaking of opportunity, can we talk a little bit about the halftime show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was. Fantastic, and and I'm not gonna lie. I'm always, I'll fully admit it. I'm one of those guys where I, when it, no matter if the game's a good game, bad game, halftime, I'm usually out walking the dogs. I'm usually out, even if it's on. Like, all right, we got thirty, forty minutes. Let's see what's on another channel. Like, I don't care about the halftime show at all. I made a straight up point once I knew the lineup. You know, Dr. Dre, Eminem. Uh, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, uh, 50 Cent. I don't know who Kendrick Lamar 50 is. 50 Cent wasn't even advertised. They, Yeah, they did, didn't he? Or no. maybe he came on later or was whatever. I I, I loved it. I didn't know who Kendrick Lamar was, but apparently he, he was all right. But it just instantly took me back to, like, my senior year, like, just all l- mid to late 90s just that it was fantastic and i hope they do every super bowl from here on out like that they kept it like 90s hip-hop just have a theme don't just throw like a whole bunch of stars out there and hope that they're gonna they had a full like la feel yeah it was fantastic it was great i mean and man dre just I don't think maybe this is maybe he, it's not, but in my opinion, Dr. Dre, I don't think people realize just how big of an influence he is to the rap game, to hip hop. Oh, yeah. Like if it wasn't for him, there's no Eminem, there's no Snoop Dogg, uh, there's no Fifty Cent, there's I mean he, he's just no death row records. No, he's that. just he's he's the man behind the man behind the man behind so many men. Of just hip hop, taking it all the way back to NWA. Yeah, I was waiting for uh, because <clears throat> back in like I don't know twenty sixteen or something, uh, at a Coachella event, Dr. Dre was performing with Snoop Dogg and Eminem and stuff. And they also had a, a hologram Tupac. Oh, really? Because Tupac was also yeah. part of that crew, and he was a West Coast person. And obviously, I was so. Like, half joking, half hoping that, like, Hologram Tupac would have made, like, a scene. Could you imagine that? <laughs> that would have been that would have been fantastic. That would have been sick. Like, because, like, playing some California love. Oh, my gosh. Yo, sign me up. But I, I the one thing, the one thing I don't like about, I didn't like about the whole setup was that the stage was, like, one-sided. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the people who paid thousands of dollars who sat behind the stage didn't really get to see. Well, when they were up on top of the the stuff, like, 50, yeah, because he was below. I don't think they probably got to see him. Who cares? (laughs) 50 got big. 50's up to a buck now, buck 50. (laughs) Did Uh, you know he owns vitamin water? Get out of here. I thought he was broke. No. 
Didn't he go like I thought he was like bankrupt? He hi- he he supported and did like the initial investment for vitamin water. Really? Yeah. Ooh, that's got to catch up. Oh man, dude, that's got a ching. He he he's got to start drinking more vitamin water though. Yeah. Well, or maybe a little too much vitamin water. He, he's having a little too many vitamins. In there. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but most of the time they're facing one way. That yes, they were so. I, I see what you're saying. If, even the up top, they would have only seen like the back of their head or yeah. the back or whatever. But um, concerts like that, though, especially with that big of a venue, I don't. I mean, you're going there more just to listen. Like, I don't think That's you're. True. I don't think you're going there to. You're just going there to. To well, a you're going there for the Super Bowl. I was gonna say you're watching football. You're watching football, but even like those big stage arenas, you know, you're. Yeah, you want to see them, but you also you're there just to listen. Right. And then you get people. Oh, where they were clearly lip syncing. They were clearly lip sync. Yeah, you know what? Name any concert that doesn't lip sync nowadays. Right. I mean, and you know what? Who cares? It still sounded good. Yeah. It still came off good. They're lip syncing. I mean, they they didn't lip sync it. I don't think they did lip sync. But some part, some parts they probably did. But I mean, for the most part, I don't think they did. Whatever. It still sounded good. And it was them. It's not like they milli vanillied it where, you know, somebody else is uh, singing and they're not doing anything. I mean, it's right. still their stuff. So Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I loved, I loved Snoop Dogg's uh, outfit that basically showed that he was supporting the Rams. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because isn't he like a big uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan? I think so. Yeah, so I don't even think he's a he's – a, I know he's from L.A. City of Compton, but yeah. – um, Who knows? I don't think he's an L.A. Rams fan, but – I mean, just probably representing L.A. Absolutely. And then Jake, not Jake Cole, Jay-Z was there, too. And I was like, Jay-Z up there, too. <laughs> yeah, because he was at the, he wasn't. He wasn't performing, but no, he was at, he the, was Super at the Super Bowl. So was Alex Morgan. Okay. Isn't she, she's married to a football player, isn't she? she yeah. He I don't know there. who, but. He was there with her. Who's, who's she married to? Who knows, but like. But Mr. Morgan was there? Dude, if I married Alex Morgan, I'd take her last name. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. No, it's Alex Keogh. No, 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 no. You, <laughs> you keep it. You keep, I'll change my name. You don't even want a hyphen? No, 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 no. We're, 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 we're good. What about your legacy? Screw that. <laughs> Screw that. My legacy is you. My legacy is the kids that we have. <laughs> like, they're going to be Morgans. I'm marrying into the name. No, but I thought that, that the halftime show was just awesome, and it was fun. Like, I I mean, I cranked up the volume. Oh, 100%. And, I mean, it was just, it was it was awesome. I was I, I was singing the song. Oh, I'm sitting there singing along, like, doing my whatever. My wife's looking and laughing the whole damn time. Like, but it was awesome. I love, I've, I've loved some Super Bowl halftime shows before, but this one was just different, and I enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it didn't seem like the typical kind of like most halftime shows have like a typical vibe to it. Yeah. And can I is, is there any person on the planet cooler than Snoop Dogg? Like I think he's just the I think he's just the one of the coolest I I I personally don't know him obviously. I've never hung out with him, but he just seems like he'd just be one of the coolest people in the world. I want to know, like, if he gets, like, pulled over and stuff, like, by the cops, what do they do about the whole weed thing? Um, well, I mean, as long as he's not 
Well, in L.A., it's legal to carry, isn't it? Uh, I'm not talking about – well, yeah, but I mean like driving. Still, isn't it legal to have it like while you're driving? No. As long as it's under a certain amount? No, I mean being under the influence. Oh. Do they have DUIs for that? Is that considered a DUI? That's driving under the influence. Or driving while intoxicated. No, while it's intoxic- no, no, or no. under the influence. Under the influence. So while intoxicated is for alcohol. Um, I don't know. Mr. Snoop Dogg? Yeah? <laughs> Are you high? Just ask me that right now. I would, like, you could roll down the window and a puff of smoke would come out. But you have to have probable cause, don't you? Well, I don't, that's a, that's a whole nother. If I pulled over Snoop Dogg, I would have probable cause just because you know, every time I've seen him, he's been smoking a joint. Well, didn't he go for a while? Like he went a couple years without smoking. I, didn't he? Maybe, but like I just saw like a statement released by him. He was like, "I've been smoking weed for like thirty something years." Oh, for sure. But I'm sure by now, Snoop Dogg's got drivers. I don't think Snoop Dogg drives down to the grocery store. I think Snoop Dogg has drivers. I mean, by that point, number one, he's got drivers. And number two, could you imagine the tolerance in that body? I don't even think he's affected by it. He's got to be. Yeah, because he's smoking some good stuff. He smoked stuff right before the Super Bowl, before the halftime show. Oh, I'm sure. I watched, actually, I watched the Mike Tyson uh, Roy Jones Jr. fight a couple like last year or something. Do you remember when they did that big fight? I remember. I didn't see it, but I remember. Didn't Tyson like like clean his clock? No, it ended in a draw. Did it? Yeah, because they're both old men. Um, but anyways, it was in California, and Snoop Dogg was like hosting or not hosting, but like he was like on the commentating team, and he also performed both times. He had a huge blunt in his hand the entire time. Well, we don't know what was in that blunt, though. No, uh, the ring was sponsored by Weed Farms. <laughs> and then he sh- – like, so, like, these two guys are boxing and fighting in a haze of smoke <laughs> in a closed arena with nobody in it. Yeah, because that would have been – that, that would have ju- been, like, COVID. Yeah. And, like – I was like, what the heck? Also, did you see that, that like, when Snoop Dogg – you know how Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre were walking in? Like, they showed them coming yeah. out. Did you see the banner in the back? I did not. There was a Buffalo Bills flag there. Was it really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did not see that. But Somebody that's... went to the Super Bowl and brought the Bills flag. That is that is fantastic. Listen, next year there's going to be a lot of Bills, Bills uh, banners there because I'm telling you, it's – and we'll we'll go right into the hot seat here. I'm I'm question number one, and I'm answering it right off the bat. Who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl next year? I've got Buffalo. I want to say Buffalo Green Bay, but Green Bay I, without without it's Aaron Rodgers. I think the only way Green Bay goes there is with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I'm gonna I'll say Buffalo. Um, it's just that the NFC is going to be like Buffalo terrible. Bears. No. Yes. You got Buffalo Bears? No. Buffalo Lions. Listen, if the Lions, I got a better chance of growing hair than the Lions do of getting to the Super Bowl. Um, that ain't happening. You're telling me that Jared Goff is not their savior? Jared Goff is nobody's savior. Jared Goff, I think, is headed for the USFL pretty soon. Which is starting, I think, in April, May. Isn't it April, May, the new USFL league? I don't know. Um, who do I have? No, I'm going to say Bills. Uh, Bills foul. I'll uh, say Bills 
Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. I'll say Bills Cardinals. If oh, Kyler it? Murray stays or who Isn't knows Isn't it if supposed he's... to be in Arizona, too? It is in Arizona. That could be the back-to-back-to-back uh, trend of home teams getting to the Super Bowl. In their hometown. In their hometown. Winning. They won't win. Buffalo's gonna Buffalo's taking a Super Another Bowl pattern that people are like, it's gonna happen. And then you're just like, Well, I don't want it to happen. No. <laughs> Buffalo's gonna Buffalo's gonna win. And I like that meme that, that that stat that everybody was showing out. Well, if you look at what happened before Buffalo, you know, did yeah, all yeah. the And I was like I'm And I'm like, No, I don't want that to happen. So you're telling me now that Buffalo's gonna go to four straight Super Bowls and, and lose, lose again? More. No. So another generation of Bills fans can die. No. If they do four straight Super Bowls and lose, uh, mm, no. I also like to appreciate that Josh Allen didn't get one singular MVP vote. <laughs> I know. That's, that's, I hate the NFL. I think it's rigged. I'm telling you, I, I it's all politics and I want the commissioner to leave. He's going to be like a Batman where he's just going to stay forever. He's just going to stay forever. I hope he gets arrested. He, there, I'm sure you look in the books. I'm sure there's stuff that he's done. That uh, could warrant that. But I'll go Buffalo Cardinals. Who are you going Super Bowl? Buffalo Lions. <laughs> that would be, I wonder how much like a $2 bet on Buffalo Lions would pay off if that actually happened. A lot. You might be able to retire off the amount that you can get there. Because <laughs> uh, I know Buffalo was going, Buffalo and Kansas City are the early favorites. I think they're both at like plus 650. Um, so for, what is that for every dollar or every $10 bet it's 650 bucks or something like that. Is that what it means? Plus six fifty. Yeah. Um, I think so. I'm not a big gambler. They've got to be like plus, I don't know, plus 20,000 plus two mil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well then there was that team, uh, uh, was it Leicester City? I forgot the soccer team. Leicester City. Leicester City. That won the entire Premier League. And they were what? They were going off at 5,000 to 1 in Dude, the beginning of the some, season. Some people retired off of that. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a one. think about that. A $1 bet would have gotten you five grand. Even I mean, you put 100 bucks on there. That's, what, 500 grand? I mean, that's... It, wait, did I do the math on that right? You said a hundred. You said a hundred bucks would be five hundred grand, right? For what was the rate? It was going off at five thousand to one. I remember that. So a hundred grand, or a hundred, a hundred dollars. Let's see, one dollar would, would be five hundred grand. Yeah, I was going to say two phys ed teachers doing math there, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just yeah. There were, in fact, I remember hearing stories how. Um, when it was like almost certain that they would wrap up the league, bookies were trying to pay people like, "Hey, listen, you've got fifty thousand dollars coming if they win, but if you stop right now, we'll give you like twenty five or we'll give you thirty to try to get them out of their bet just to save some kind of cash." Yeah, because people were cashing in ridiculous on it. I mean, Harry Kane, man, and then what have they done now? Nothing. No. <laughs> but they always go down as that team. I remember when that happened. That was crazy. That was five, six years ago, something like that. Yeah, I was like, no way this is happening. No, but... Good for Leicester City. Oh, absolutely. They they were like... Like, they were just trying to avoid relegation. I was going to say, borderline... In fact, I think the year before that, they narrowly missed out on being uh, relegated. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, to go from, like, almost getting kicked out to winning the entire thing. that That's kind of like they would have been, like, this year Bengals. Like, going from being – because uh, last year they finished what? Well, actually, no. Um, Bengals were okay. Last year they were 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. 
So it would have been like two years. It would have been like it would have been like that this year pre Joe Burrow. It would have been like Jacksonville Jaguars, who were awful this year. If next year they win the Super Bowl, which it ain't happening. It's not happening. Um, all right, so that was question number one. Who do you got winning the Super Bowl? I'm going. I'm going Bills. Uh, Bills beating the uh, the Cardinals, and I'm going to say they beat them by. I'm I'm going to say they beat them by at least ten. They're just going to destroy them. Um, hot seat question two. Matt, what do you have? As you're there rubbing your scrubble, that that is Matt's stubble. Against the beard. Or I completely forgot we were recording something. <laughs> I, mean, I was just in the zone. I was feeling it. <laughs> it felt good. Uh, apparently you were feeling the microphone there. Oh, I don't know. Um, we're gonna, I'll, I'll go question two. All right. Um, what's, uh, what's like your favorite um, Netflix series? Like I, I know we talked about Ted Lasso or whatever, but like a newer one that's come out. That you've really been excited about, whether it's been Netflix, newer, app, like j- recently that's come out. Whether it's been net uh, Netflix series, Apple TV series, uh, Hulu series, HBO Max, or a new documentary. Oh, um, one I, and I've been watching this for a while, but the new season just came out of the Ozarks. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if you have you seen. I those watched, episodes. I watched probably like the first season and a half. I'm Tony. Season four. I've only gotten into one episode I, of season the four. The problem was like <clears throat> I picked it back up like towards like the end of season three, and I was like, "Oh, they weren't making it anymore." Oh no, they're they're. I think I'm pretty sure this the season four is going to be their last season, but they've got it split up into two parts. So right now they have season season four part one, where it's six episodes, and then season four part two I think is coming out. I don't know in May. Gotcha. April May. Um. So if you've already finished season one and one and a half, finish the rest and, and go on because okay. season four looks fantastic. So I was always kind of excited about that, but I'm glad it's back. Oh, I guess I would do Attack on Titan. And what's one? Which one's that? It's an anime. Now is that a Netflix? It's or? on. Well, so it's you can view it on Hulu, but it's also it's this thing called Funimation, which does a lot of which does only anime stuff. Okay. Yeah. What's it called again? Attack on Titan. All right. It's, it's so, like, the storyline of it is, like, the way I, like, explain it is, like, it's a huge circle with another circle in the middle and then another circle in the middle because everything's tied together. It's, like, stuff they reference in, like, season one now finally makes sense in season four because you understand, like, you're like, oh, I get it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like a little bit, I don't know if you ever watched Blacklist. Yeah, it's kind of like Blacklist, where everything, like if you look back, uh, they, I, I guess they carry over from season to season, but it's more like, you know, everything kind of builds off of everything else in the season, and then when you're like season, you know, when you're chasing that ultimate bad guy, oh yeah, he was connected to this guy, who's connected yeah. to this guy, who's connected to this guy, so it all kind of builds off of one another. And like this, the character development is fantastic. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's 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 interest. It's it's gory, um, but it's cool. It's about gigantic other humans that eat other humans. Okay, yeah. I'll check that out. All right, uh, question three. I got another one here. So there were there were a lot of 
there were a lot of head coaching jobs that popped up this year for football. You had Saints had an opening. Um, uh, who else had an opening? Dolphins had an opening. Jaguars. Jaguars had an opening. Out of all the NFL openings this year, if you had your choice, you were this year's coaching, uh, coaching, hot coaching candidate. What team would uh, you have the greatest interest of the available teams or the teams that had availability as head coaches? Which team would you want to go after? Like, which team would you pick? The Dolphins. The Dolphins, really? Yeah. Just because of the location? No. Why the Dolphins? Or you think they they have the best team? I feel like they have the best. Jaguars are crap. Like, so what if they got the first overall quarterback? They're crap. That's a lot of building. At least for the Jaguars. And so so are the Giants. Giants is Zaquan. The Giants are. That would be my least candidate. Gi- I think Dable's going to be done in two years. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got Zaquan Barkley. He's like, who cares? He's like an injury-ridden like old man now. I wouldn't be surprised if if he's on. He's not on the Giants next yeah, year. Like he's he's not doing anything. I'd go with the I'd go with the Dolphins because Tua seems promising. They got some decent people in like I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Waddle or something. Yeah. I mean they they're not a bad team. I feel like if, I feel like they're on that cusp of just needing to break something through. Okay. And I had no problem with their last coach. No, I he he should that could be a whole other episode there. Like he, I thought he was doing a fantastic. He's the job. reason why they're at that position now. Oh, absolutely, and I think you're going to see the Dolphins take a monumental step backwards. Which is fine for the Bills. Oh, absolutely. So. Whether they keep Tua or whether they they trade and pick up somebody in the draft or a free agent or whatever, if they kept Tua if they didn't keep Tua. Um, but uh, I think they're going to take a monumental step backwards. Uh, I thought Flores was doing a fantastic job. Um, the opening, I'm going, I'm going to Saints. I think uh, they're, yeah. I think they're one of those teams that they're, they're. They don't have a quarterback though. They need a quarterback, but I think they're at least a franchise that is usually. They're never a bottom basement team. They're never in a bear. Well, maybe back in the in the day when they were the Aints. Back in like the eighties and early nineties, where they were doing nothing. Isn't that back when Archie Manning was with them? Yeah, where they would have a bag. Or uh, I think they were the first fans that would put like the bags over their heads. Oh, really? Um, I could be. I know they've they've had them. Uh, maybe they didn't start it, but I would I would choose the Saints. Plus, for me, that's got to be a cool place. Like just to win there, and if you win it all there, talk about a city that's going to have a party a nice for like a too. long time. True. So I'd go Saints. Okay. Did you know Tua is actually not naturally left-handed? Really? Yeah. So, well, like a college coach or like a coach taught him to throw the ball left-handed, or no, his mom did. Really, I know. I know way back in the day. I think that there would be parents like you know it was considered, uh, evil. like evil to yeah. be left-handed. So I know there were parents that would tie like the left hand down and force their kid to do right-handed. I've never heard of the other way around. Well, I, like I think if I remember this correctly, she was the only one who was left-handed, and she felt left out, so she taught him how to use his left hand. Really? So I think okay, maybe I'm mixing this too. So she taught him how to use his left hand, and he does everything right-handed except for throwing a football. Okay. Now I've got friends that do that too, especially hockey, where they'll they'll throw a ball, kick everything right, right-handed, right-footed, yeah. but when they're you know using a hockey stick, they're they're shooting with a lefty mm. stick. But, like, I think his mom was the one that, like, taught him how to utilize his left hand because she just felt like, I don't want to be the only left-handed person in the family. (laughs) 
I could see that. Hey, and you know that. Kudos he, to you for teaching your kid absolutely. how to use their left non-dominant hand. Way to bond over a uh, over a left uh, lefty issue. Way to bond with a child. Who knows? Maybe he's a good quarterback. He's just throwing the ball with the wrong hand. Use your other hand. Use it. <laughs> All right. Question four, Matt. You got to have something over there. Give me a hot seat question here. Um. Question number four. Uh, um. All right, all right. All right. I got it. I got it. How long? Be honest. Do you think you would be able to survive in the Walking Dead world? I've never seen the Walking Dead. I know I'm probably like maybe the only person on the planet, but I know it's like it's uh, deals with like zombies. Yeah, it's a like post-apocalyptic world yeah. where zombies are around. I know Sarah was just watching it, or it started watching it, or maybe she was rewatching it during um, when she was home for uh, end of the first semester uh, break. So how long could I last in? Now, am I like? loaded up like do i have like guns ammo this and that or am i just going in there cold so the way the mo- this show starts is that the main character rick wakes up in a hospital and the thing already happened so like he is fully- oh so he like comes out of like a coma or something yeah so like he has to like find his way around and then he eventually comes into contact with other survivors oh gotcha, gotcha so gotcha. starting like that Uh, and they're all pretty much like you gotta like they're they're a ton of them out there. Yeah, but they don't run. Okay, so they're not the like the fast speed no. zombies. No, they just kind of hobble. Mm. I'd like to say I'm pretty resourceful. I bet you I could last. I bet you I could last like at least a month or two. I I don't I don't know if I'm good for like the long haul, and you know, I wouldn't like, want to live for a long haul. To be honest with you, well, I mean, at that point, you don't know if everybody's out there, if everybody's like infected, if this is the the whole world. But I'd like to think I bet you I can last at least a month or two by yourself. By myself, okay. You know, I, I'm I'm pretty resourceful. How about you? I I don't know. I sometimes I feel pretty good and be like oh, I could do it, and then sometimes it's like oh, no. But like I said, even if I could, I don't feel like I would be like. I want to like reestablish my life and like this part of it is like, no, screw that. Like why, <laughs> why would I want to do that? Just kind of go to the zombies like, Hey, I give up and Come like, on. and like prolong the living hell that I'm in. Yeah. But you know, you always, like he said, eventually this guy, you know, met other non zombies and don't they like form like some kind of community or something or. Yeah, so the promise is like they, they, they create like their own like kind of group and then, Every every season, that group somehow like falls apart. Uh, they got to find another one, and like they're constantly looking for like this group that says like we're at a safe place, like and we know like what happened, like all this stuff. Okay, and it's like it eventually becomes like a constant repetitive thing, and that's why the show became crap. Because <laughs> there was no end game. Basically, like yeah. it, it came out to be predictable at the end. So yeah. I mean, at that point, screw that. <laughs> Like, 
I would have been like, all right, well, this is fun. This was a waste of two years. I'm going to go now. Just kind of make it on your own, whatever? No, I just... Or just I, I, I'm, I'm going to give myself up to the zombies. No, I won't even... Get, no, I'm, I'm ending it. I'm ending it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting eaten alive. I'm not wasting away. I'm ending it. Now, if these people get eaten alive, do they turn into zombies, or it's not that kind of zombie so, thing? So you can either A, get eaten alive, or B, say like... They just bite you. They and, bite you and stuff like that. If they bite you, then you turn into a zombie. If you die, you turn into a zombie. So as long Period. as they don't eat you alive. Correct. But like if you die of natural causes. You're still turning into a zombie? Yes. So you're a zombie either way. So if you shoot yourself, you're turning into a zombie later on. No. The thing is, so like they would find like if the person, say a person died, just died. Um, say like you get into a conflict with somebody else and they stab you and you die. In order for you to not turn into a zombie, you have to like puncture their head. So you got to shoot their brains or whatever. Exactly. Before they, before they, so like you die and there's a transition period while you're dying, like while you're dead. And then after that time you come back as a zombie. So for people in the show who would like end it themselves, they would just shoot themselves in the head to prevent it from happening. I might have to start watching this show. It's very intricate for the first couple of seasons. That's why I liked it. And then it just like kind of just it. jumped the shark and was yeah. like, "All right, this is this yeah. is enough." But the storyline, like the the character builds, are pretty good. But yeah, so okay, yeah. it's interesting. All right, um, question number five. We need one more. Do you got one more? Um, favorite orange drink. Like so, like orange soda. So there's like Sunkiss and there's like Crush. Sunkiss has caffeine. Crush does not. Is that really the difference between the two of them? Yeah. Sunkiss has caffeine and Crush doesn't, yeah. or the other way around. No, Sunkiss has caffeine. Crush I does not. I never knew that. Yeah. Um. Isn't that great? That's <laughs> that fantastic. I, that. I never knew that. Well, isn't <laughs> that kind of like with Pepsi and Coke? Like I know Coke has caffeine. Does Pepsi too? Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's not the same thing then. No. <laughs> um, because some people say Pepsi and Coke have a different taste. Orange Crush and Orange Sunkiss taste the same. Just one has caffeine and one does not. I was going to say, they both taste the same. I never knew that one had caffeine and one didn't. Um, it's the same thing with like root beer. Like Mugs doesn't. Mugs doesn't. But um, Or no, A&W doesn't. A&W doesn't. Mugs doesn't. Mugs doesn't. No. But Barks does. Bug, Barks is the only one that has caffeine. That's That must Barks has got bite. Yeah, that's the only one with the caffeine. Hmm. Um, it all tastes the same. I was never a huge fan of the orange soda. I did like Martin Dew when they did that, what is it, Live Wire or whatever their orange version oh, yeah, of yeah, Dew yeah. is. But I guess that's not really an orange soda. Um, I'd probably go, I guess I'd, I'd if I chose, or I'd go with Crush. That's the one without caffeine. Yeah. I'd go with Crush. That's fair. I'm, I love orange soda. I don't like grape soda. Yeah, grape, I'm not. Grape, believe it or not, if I'm going grape soda, I'm going like like Topps brand grape soda or Wegmans brand grape soda. Like I'm going like the cheap generic, like just. Oh, yeah. It's like, not worth the money. No. In fact, do they even have like a, a, a is there like a, a no, name there's, brand there's no, grape soda? There's no W grape soda. <laughs> But is there like a name brand? Crush. Like- Crush does grape soda. They do grape soda too? Yeah. All right. Um, but no, like the closest I get to grape is like Loganberry. 
Good. Well, oh, Logan I Bear love Loganberry. Loganberry is a different thing. I love Loganberry. Is Loganberry a soda? Do you? Yeah, it's, it's not, not carbonated, carbonated though. It's not carbonated. Yeah, it's not carbonated. That's interesting. So, I'm still so. Saying... Is it a soft drink to you, or is it like more of just like a like a juice or like a like a tea or something? Like not a tea, obviously. But like... I'm still saying it's a pop. Interesting. I'm saying it's a pop. Interesting. I don't think it's a pop. I think it's a pop. But I'll drink it. I like it. I love. I got to be in the mood for it, but I I love local. Especially beer. if I'm having like pizza, wings, stuff like that. Oh yeah, give it to me. Absolutely. But yeah, like I'm also seeing there's strawberry Fanta right there. Fanta, Fanta also makes orange. But yeah, they make strawberry. <laughs> Who would drink strawberry soda? That sounds nasty. No. Although the Peach Festival, they always have the peach pop there. And it is fantastic. I like Johnny Ryan's Peach Pop. Fantastic. There used to be, there used to be, um, from Tim Hortons, they used to th- do a, carry a thing called Peach Passion. Really? Like yeah. A, like a pop? Kind of. It was like a carbonated peach drink. Okay. And it tasted great. <laughs> I remember for like fourth grade when we did our butterflies, like obviously like when you have butterflies and stuff, you have to give them more sugary kind of stuff. And the teacher bought, like, a bottle of Peach Passion for the butterflies, and we'd soak, like, cotton balls in it and stuff, and then put it in the in the cage so they could, like, suck out the juice. And I was just like, screw wasting this on butterflies. Like, I'm going to just drink this myself. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, I'm going Crush. All so right. All right. what are you going, Crush? I'll go Sunkiss. Sun You're going Sunkiss with the caffeine, the extra kick? I need the caffeine. That is fantastic. All right, well, Matt, I think we're going to end it here. Remember, next week we've got uh, Frank Cunningham on here. He's going to talk about uh, wrestling, Section 6 wrestling. He's also going to talk about his new podcast, Allergic to Idiots. Um, And then the week after that, March 1st, we have Rob Udy coming on from Niagara Wheatfield. Um, As always, make sure you check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Stories from the Sidelines. And for Matt Keogh here, I'm Coach Larry. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see everybody next week on Stories from the Sidelines.